Today, we're going to talk about mental health. Now, the reason I'm going to talk about mental health is because we had a little assembly with the young year sevens, and we decided that um, we'd do a role play. In fact, it wasn't my idea. It was one of my colleagues, Mr. Crisp. I'm sure he doesn't mind his name being mentioned, because it could be any Crisp. But anyway, um, we decided we'd have an assembly with them and tell them a little bit more about mental health. But before I go on to the mental health, I'd like to tell you some current statistics. Now, one in four, that's 26% of young people in the UK, experience suicidal thoughts. Now, how's that? Now, that is difficult. Childline has revealed that it had 34,000-plus cases, and a lot of them were talking about suicide. Among teenagers, rates of depression and anxiety have increased by 70% in the past 25 years. The number of young people who were presented to A&E with a psychiatric condition doubled in 2009. That's incredible. 55% of children who have been bullied later develop depression. Let me say that again because I don't think you quite... 55%, so there's a clear link there, although there's not a lot of money to do too much about it, but we do try. Now, let me get back onto what I did. So, anyway, I was in a, um, a hall, a big hall, a drama studio, and I was sitting on a chair. Now, I'm sitting on a chair, looking at my feet, looking all depressed and sad, which is quite an amusing sight, really. And um, the children all around me, about 100 of them. Did I say 100? I must be exaggerating. It seemed like 100. There may have been less. And um, they were asked to watch Mr. Crisp and myself um, and give comments back a bit later. So we began. Mr. Crisp started to ask me some questions you would ask a friend how are you how are you doing how's life not really probing but you know honest to god questions and uh, me being my ignorant self i didn't really answer too much i may have answered two or three of them but you could see 
from the way that I was looking that I was pissed, basically. Um, I weren't going to answer any of your questions because um, I wasn't in the mood. Anyway, we've done that. And um, in fact, one of the kids broke my heart because we asked him, we said, look, does anyone think that they could do better with Mr. Jones than Mr. Crisp? So um, a few of them got up. And one little girl in particular, um, she was quite moving. She asked how I was, was I feeling okay, what was I doing, do I want to come for and have some hot chocolate? Um, and I was so moved, you know, I, I had to break out the role. She was fantastic. Another couple of kids came up and um, some of them, I, I was really shocked, were really, really pleased to say that they performed really well. Now, the majority of the young children, after they heard my statistics, that three people in their class are currently depressed, were shocked. We then spoke about how do we know that someone's depressed? Well, you know, it's, it's quite easy to tell. They're like Billy no mates. They've got no friends. They're sad. They're not talkative to anyone. This could be a number of reasons, but I said to them that, you know, if you do have a friend that's like that, please get help. Please say something to someone. Don't keep it to yourself. Say something to someone and get someone in there. Now, um, they took that really well. We explained to them that they had a number of people they could contact at any time. Then there was a number of um, places they could go to. However, the most important thing we said to them was that, you know, depression is like having a cloud over your head. And this cloud is a big, fat black cloud and this big fat black cloud is always raining you're always cold you're always wet so you're never really in that mood to say anything you're, you're depressed now one of the good things with depression they say is sunlight however being in october 2016 it's been quite a good month although the rain is getting to me a little bit um we don't get a lot of chance at so we've got to do a little bit more now, they say, taking vitamin C, popping one of those tablets down the back of your throat is going to help you. Also, what is, tends to help people is if they have pets, like cats and dogs, you know, taking your cat, well, I'd take my cat for a walk every now and again, if it, if it wouldn't get eaten. But anyway, taking your dog for a walk, that would really cheer you up and make you feel in a much better place. Now, there are other things that have been tried and actually works with people with depression. But one of the simplest things, I think, is to go and talk to them. You don't have to be shy. All you can get is a, is a no, or maybe not someone who doesn't want to talk. But go and engage with them, you know? Some of you go to schools where there's 2,000 plus pupils, and there are a lot of people suffering. So take my word for it, you know? If you're at school, right, or when you go to school tomorrow, whatever, Take a chance. Be nice. Just put a smile on your face, go up and say, how are you? It does make a big difference. Now, if you do get stuck, I would say the best thing to do is to get hold of a teacher and tell the teacher what's happened. That teacher is trained, quote-unquote, to do something with that young person. But at least you'll know the right lines to follow. And um, if you can't do that, the best thing, do it yourself. This is how you do it, all in less than three seconds. Go up to a person, say hello to them, talk about something they like. Um, if you notice something different about their clothing, mention that, and that will start the conversation off. And then talk.
talk to them for a little bit. Maybe you break your lunchtime, make them feel better. Now, if you think they're going down a really dark path, one of the best things you can do, if you've got an idea, is call the Samaritans. Now, the Samaritans are very good at talking to people with depression and will signpost them in the right direction. It's important that you take some sort of action. Don't leave it. If you leave it, it will be too late. There is so much self-harming going on in the schools, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, head teachers don't actually know how many people are self-harming. But, you know, one of the things I've noticed is something that you have to get over. There are so many children trying to cope with different problems by hiding it and self-harming. Self-harming doesn't work. There's other ways. And it will take a while to get off it. But, you know, number one step, do something. Stop and think. Now, somewhere around the corner, there's going to be a little bit of bullying. Now, people who are bullied are vulnerable people. And when someone's depressed, they're vulnerable. You know, um, Billy Big Boy, whatever he calls himself, will see this as a, 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 a spur to his belt and go and bully someone's vulnerable. Not knowing, not thinking, not anticipating that there could be a more serious problem. Not imagining that this person could commit suicide because of something stupid that he said. You know, at the end of the day, we need to care more. And I believe that the, the best way to care is to talk to people. Anyway, I did say that it would be five minutes. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to end it now. Um, and just leave you with one note. If you're in trouble, just pick up the phone and dial the Samaritans. If you feel that you've done something too much, just go to the hospital, you know. But there are people out there in society today who are willing to help. Do not suffer alone. Yes, I said don't suffer alone. Anyway, um, I'm going to call it because I'm not sure how long it's been. It's been nearly nine minutes. Oh, my God. I've gone over by five minutes. But anyway, please, contact Samaritans. Get some help. Don't leave it till it's too late. Thank you.